Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Student of the Gun University, a place for education and enlightenment. We help you gain a new perspective and understanding of firearms training. Your teacher today will be Professor Paul Markle, a veteran small arms and tactics instructor with 30 years of knowledge and experience. Grab your number two pencil, turn to page one, and let the learning begin. All right, yes, indeed, it is time once more for another Student of the Gun University podcast. That's right. This is your short-form, easy-to-digest, single-topic firearms training experience. How's that sound? And I am your host, Paul Merkel, as I always have been and I always will be. So let's get right into it. The following, or the, the following topic, or this topic... Uh, was a suggestion from a listener. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So I hope that that listener is paying close attention to this. And the uh, suggestion was, do you have any thoughts on the flinch, dealing with the flinch, addressing the flinch, eliminating the flinch? All right. Well, first of all, we need to uh, address the problem before we talk about the solution. And the problem is this, that human beings naturally react to noise, sharp noise, loud noises, uh, well, by flinching. You know, the, the flinch reaction or the shudder or the whatever you want to call it. And, and this is something that, you know, I used to talk about this, uh, well, when, with the young kids when I was doing the military contracting. And, and I would tell them, like, look, if, if you walk up behind a toddler, you know, and you clap your hands, you make a loud noise. What do they do? They're like, well, they 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 flinch or they you know they, they and yeah. The toddler wasn't taught that. You didn't teach the toddler. Hey, when you hear a loud noise, this is what you need to do. It's not it's not a taught thing. It's it's built in. Uh, some would say it's part of the survival mechanism. Uh, the internal lizard brain, or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, is when uh, the human body, uh, when your ears, when your brain perceives a loud noise, the natural reaction of the person is to flinch, to shudder, for your muscles to tense up real quick, to do that fast, you know, shoulder, neck, head muscle tension. Well, what happens when we shoot firearms, when we discharge firearms? When we discharge a firearm, whether it's a shotgun, rifle, pistol, whatever, there is noise associated with it, and then there's also sudden movement, right? You know, the, the rifle is perfectly still. You press the curvy thing, the trigger. You press that, and you press it, and you press it, and, uh, well, the sear releases, and the fiery pin strikes the primer, and the primer ignites the powder, and two things happen. Well, the powder changes immediately, rapidly, hyper-rapidly, from a solid to a gaseous state, and that, uh, that reaction makes noise. You get the boom, and then you also have the shutter, the movement, the recoil, if you will, and, of course, recoil varies from firearm to firearm and cartridge to cartridge. But still, your lizard brain, your human body, wants to react to the sudden movement 
of the gun in your hand or your shoulder or what have you, and it also wants to react to the noise. How do you mitigate that? Well, that's a great question, and I'll tell you how. First and foremost, you need to give your brain, your body, primarily your mind, something to focus on. Because if you are focusing on the shot breaking, when you get down behind the rifle, I'll give you a great example. Uh, In basic training, in boot camp, when I was in the Marine Corps, and we learned how to fire the M16A2 rifle. Now, the, the triggers on the M16A2 rifles that we had were stock mil-spec triggers. They were not match triggers. They were not the 2.5 or 3.25 pound super light match triggers that you would see on a match rifle today. They were pretty heavy. And so in order to make the gun discharge, in order to make the sear drop, the hammer drop, uh, we had to put a significant amount of muscle tension onto the trigger. A steady press straight to the rear until it released. And when you do that 100 times, 200 times, 500 times, 1,000 times, you, your finger gets to the point where you know, you're like, okay, it's about to go. It's just about to go. It's just, I, it should be just right, right? It's going to fire. It's going to go now. Well, what can happen and what does happen is rather than focusing on what's really important, holding the sights on the target and holding the rifle as still as humanly possible, instead of focusing on that, the natural tendency of the human animal is to focus on the potential or the upcoming discharge of the gun. You're like, okay, I know it's going to shoot, it's going to shoot, it's going to shoot, it's going to fire, it's going to fire, it's going to fire now. And if you're thinking about that, if you're focusing on that, what is going to happen, because you are a human animal, is you're going to anticipate or you're going to start to anticipate the shot, the recoil, the noise. Now, we mitigate the, uh, the shock or the flinch from the noise by putting on headphones or putting earplugs into our ears, protecting our ears from the harsh sounds. We do that, and uh, that helps. But there's still the reality of the noise and the movement. The noise and the movement happen at the same time, and pretty soon you start to, well, you start to anticipate that. And if you don't attack that, if you don't mitigate that, if you don't deal with that from the very beginning, what will happen is it will become a part of your shooting routine. Anticipating the recoil, anticipating the shot will become a part of the shooting routine and you will flinch. You'll tense up at the moment. When you you think, okay, it's just about to go, you will tense up. You'll tense up your shoulders, you'll tense up your grip, you'll tense up your neck muscles, and you're going to flinch. Now, and a lot of people, a lot of shooters out there, have a built-in flinch to their shooting. Uh, and, And it ruins the consistency of their shooting process. 
You know, the goal of a rifle shooter is not just to hit the target occasionally. Uh, the goal of a rifle shooter is to be able to put the round on target, on demand, every single time with monotonous reliability. That should be your goal as a person who has a rifle in their hand. If you've got a rifle in your hand and you're trying, you're, you want to shoot a target at 100, 2, 3, 4, 5,000, whatever, in order to do that, you have to remove everything that's unnecessary from that shot. Every movement, every physical movement, anything that is not absolutely necessary in order for that round to strike that target needs to be removed. And that includes the flinch reflex or the reaction to the shot. One of the best ways uh, that I learned a long, long, long time ago, and I've been teaching this to students for 30 plus years now, is to is the mantra, and I learned this on Paris Island from my primary marksmanship instructor, uh, B-R-A-S-S-F dash F, brass F. And that stands for breathe. Breathe. We take a deep breath in, a deep cleansing breath. We let it out, and we press the trigger during the natural respiratory pause. Every human being has one, or at least you should. If you don't, you need to see a doctor. If you try and take a deep breath in and hold it, what will happen is your body will start to shake because it wants to get rid of the, the carbon dioxide. And if you blow all of the, try and blow all the air out of your lungs and empty your lungs and then just freeze, what will happen is within a few seconds, your chest and your body will start to shake because it's, it's having a little mini freak out thinking, hey, I need more oxygen. What we need to do is we need to breathe. We need to mitigate our breath because every time you breathe, when you expand your diaphragm, what are you doing? You're moving. So you breathe in, breathe out, natural respiratory pause. During that natural respiratory pause, that's when you'll start pressing the trigger. Now, when you breathe in and breathe out, you're also trying to relax. The R is relax. You need to check the tension. If you're a rifle shooter, you need to check the tension in your shoulders and your neck. And often when I tell people, check, relax, check your tension, they'll realize, yep, my shoulders, I'm putting all kinds of shoulder muscle tension into this stock. I can feel it in my shoulders. I can feel it in my neck. Well, that tension is being translated right into that rifle stock. And if, the t if your muscles are tense and tremoring and shaking, they're going to push on the stock. They're going to move the stock. They're going to move the sights, which is going to move the muzzle, which is going to change your point of impact. So breathe, relax, aim. This is when we find the target, find the crosshairs and or the front sight, whichever it happens to be, and ensure that everything is lined up exactly as it needs to be. Aim. Squeeze, I know we say press the, tar the trigger, we don't say squeeze the trigger. We, the, the, the popular vernacular is press, but P doesn't work. <laughs> uh, it's not bra PSF, no, it's brass F, so squeeze or press. That's when we start the pressure. Once we've done the first three, we breathe, <sighs> relax, take the tension out of our shoulders, aim, ensure that our sights are absolutely where they need to be, Start the squeeze. 
And then the second S, this is the important one. This is the flinch eliminator. The flinch eliminator is the second S, and the second S is surprise. If the shot breaks as a slight surprise, and, you, and I've had people debate me for 30 years, they're like, that's stupid. I, I'm pressing the trigger. I know it, it's going to go off. It's not going to surprise me. Well, then you're screwing up. Because your focus, your mental focus needs to be as you start to press that trigger, your mental focus should be on where are my sights. If it's if it's an iron-sighted rifle, their front sight should be absolutely perfectly clear in your vision, and it should be held exactly on the target, center mass of the target. If you're using a scope, then you need to be looking at those crosshairs, ensure that the crosshairs are exactly where they need to be, you're holding them where they need to be on the target, center mass, as you're completing the press. And if you do that, if you're focusing and it goes off and, and you have that brief moment that, oh, I was focusing so intently on the crosshairs, on the target, on the front sight, whatever, on my sight picture. I was focusing so intently on my sight picture that, well, for a second there, for a brief second, I kind of, well, I, I forgot that the gun was about to go off. You're like, no, I didn't forget. Okay. If it's the opposite, if you're like, no, I know it's going to go off. If you start thinking to yourself, okay, I'm pressing, I'm pressing, I'm pressing. The shot's going to go. It's going to break. It's going to break now. If you're thinking about the shot breaking instead of focusing on holding your, your a perfect sight picture, then you're going to work a flinch. You're going to work that reaction into the shot because that's how humans act. That's how they behave. Now, the last, the, the last letter in brass F, it's brass dash F, is follow through. What that means is as the shot breaks, allow the recoil to do its job, allow it to push you a little bit, ride the recoil, come back down on target, and you need to reacquire the target. Now, if it's a reactive target, like a reactive steel target or an animal, uh, it might not be there anymore. It'll be gone. Or it'll still be there. And if it's still there, then and it's a reactive target, then you know one of two things happened. Either uh, it's immune to the force of uh, your bullet, or more likely you missed. And if you follow through, and it's still there, well, then you know, okay, I need to take another shot. But the follow-through is ride the recoil. Ride the recoil. And the reason we ride the recoil and the reason we follow through is that eliminates the desire, this human desire to pop your head up off of the stock and look. You know, I call it the turkey necking. Uh, as soon as you notice people on the range like this, people who are untrained, they're on the bench and they have a rifle and the millisecond the shot breaks, their cheek comes up off the stock and, they, and they're staring. They're looking downrange. Ladies and gentlemen, the bullet's already gone. It's already left the muzzle. It's gonna either, it either hit the target before you took your cheek off the stock or it didn't hit the target before you took your cheek off the stock. And popping your head up off of the stock to look for the shot placement is not going to help. As a matter of fact, what that's going to do 
is if you every time you the shot breaks you pop your cheek off the stock to look down range what will happen is that movement will become part of your shooting routine you won't realize it but it'll be there so you want to know how to eliminate the flinch reaction or the flinch reflex well i'll tell you you go to shot to student of the gun or sotgu.com and you sign up for a freaking long-range precision rifle class, and you come, and I will coach you, and I will teach you, and I'll make sure that you don't do that, and I will make sure that uh, you will have the knowledge and information and experience to make every single shot count. How's that sound? That's pretty darn generous of me, I know. You can do that right now if you want to. Get your butt over to SOTGU.com and sign up for the High Elevation Precision Rifle Class. It is a fantastic opportunity uh, for you. It's a lifetime opportunity. For the rest of you, thank you very much for listening to me. I truly appreciate it. I have been your host, Paul Markle, and this is Student of the Gun University Podcast. Remember, you're a beginner once, a student for life. Thanks for joining us today. We are big fans of the value for value model. Please go to SOTGU.com to contribute the amount that best fits the value that you got out of this lesson. It could be $5 or $5 million. By contributing, you will help the show grow and assist in the education of your peers. And remember, you are a beginner once, a student for life.